In week six of The Bachelor, the action shifts north of the border to Montreal, where emotions, including Joey's, run high. As Jen saves a botched poutine by tickling the ivories, Kelsey T twirls through the air and sticks the landing on her sob story. And things are going pretty, pretty, pretty woman date for Maria. Plus, what does Lexi's shocking exit mean for the hotly contested playoff picture? It's all coming up on The Bachelor Zone. Welcome to The Bachelor Zone. Welcome back to The Bachelor Zone, your spin-free zone for hard-hitting Bachelor stats and analysis. I'm your host, Michael Wally. With me, as always, two of my dearest friends and your favorite Bachelor pundits and competitive speed dating experts. We've got Zachary Pike. Hello, Michael Wally. Hello, America. And Daniel A. Duddy. Well, Michael Wally, uh, thanks for having me here on the pod. I feel very validated to be here. <laughs> nice. That's what this week was all about. Yeah, it was all about validation. Yeah. Um, what a, I don't know about you feels. guys. I, I, I loved this game. I, it was one of the best episodes I've seen in a long time, in my opinion. That's crazy you had that opinion, because it's not my opinion. I thought it was one of the worst. Really? Seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, uh, so emo, so much emo shit happening. Like, I, it, you know, I couldn't understand when it opened what Joey, like some of the stuff that people were schwetzing about throughout the episode was we're all valid things to be stressed and insecure about or whatever but joey was just talking himself in circles that first little bit and it felt like the whole time they were just like we just feel sad <laughs> like seasonal defective disorder and we can't put our finger on it but it seemed like he was getting at that right he was just like i'm a depressed man and i need to figure out ways to deal with this it's kind of where he's See, coming what, from what he said in the beginning rocked me to the core and i'm going to mm. tell you a little bit more why on left unsaid which wow. if you don't know that's we get all your exclusive bachelor's own content we get on to, into all the hot topics we don't have a chance to cover on the main seat on the main feed so if you like us here and you want more of us patreon.com backslash the bachelor zone i also after this this kelsey t date uh where it turns out she's a, a an escaped jehovah's witness if you will yeah i did a little more digging on her and she and i have something specific in common um aside from being two people who were pursuing entertainment in la for a while wow. uh so that's another thing that i'm going to talk about patreon.com backslash the bachelor zone on left unsaid tonight uh let's get right into it with this week six, week six action with our headlines brought to you by montreal where the bacon's different so, again, this was one of my favorite episodes in a while. And part of what made it so fascinating to me was the opening minutes featuring a tearful Joey confessed to the media that he's struggling mightily with expectations, outside pressure and finding the balance between being himself and being a showman. Joey was far from being alone and feeling emotional as much of the clubhouse acknowledged that they struggled to find their footing in group date play. And more than a few of the players broke down in tears. So, guys, what do you make of the emotions running so high this week? And which player do you think did the best job of navigating it? I don't, like I said, I don't I don't really know. I think that maybe is my issue. I don't want to say that I don't like emotional episodes where they get into a lot of tough topics. That's not really what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't know what the hell he was talking about. Like, what is he? I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't understand what he's upset about. Yeah, maybe I'm he just, had the sads. I, I feel like, the sads, you know, the, the cold weather doesn't agree with him, maybe. Sure. He's not. He's dizzy. He was really dizzy throughout the episode. He was doing Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, in his defense. <laughs> to me, this episode just the thing I I, I want to nail down because I don't want I can already feel the people just like revving up their DMs to get at us. I I think it's a matter of like it's just 
it made for really slow play all day of everyone being in their feels like that. Like from the get, from the group date, everyone was like having a hard time. And I think when everyone's doing that, it's not a fun to, it's like watching, you know, Pop Warner football instead of the major, instead of the NFL. Like it's like, okay, if I wanted to watch like people who aren't good at speed dating, I would have watched Love Island or something, you know? I'm really sorry to tell you both that you're missing a crucial, crucial point. Okay. Hold on one second. Wh- I didn't even comment yet. But go ahead okay. and tell me the crucial point. <laughs> no, I'll give, I'll, I'll give I'll give you one more chance, and then I'll tell you what you're missing because I don't oh, think because okay. I don't think you're onto it. But go ahead. Okay. Well, I I didn't I did not say that I, I actually enjoyed the episode. I'm I'm kind of in between you and Zach. I feel okay. like yeah. there it was a a decent round of speed dating. Um, yes, the opening group date. There was uh you know a lot of talk to the media about rough conditions. I. Don't like that type of play. Um, however, by the time we got to the cocktail party at the end of the night, I saw some of the best play I've seen on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and and to answer your question, the top, who's doing the best? I mean, I can maybe narrow it down to four. And as you tell me the thing that I should have known, maybe by, by that time, I'll, I'll have my one. But I saw stellar play out of Rachel, out of Kelsey, out of Daisy, of course, um, and out of Jen. I, I feel like Jen's piano move is an all-timer. Absolutely, um, yeah. But I also, I just, I, I love the way Rachel approaches the game. Um, and I even like the way, you know, Rachel approached the game from from the jump. I, I feel like, uh, you know, end-to-end on this episode, she she, play, she played a hard, a hard four quarters for sure. Um, but go ahead, Wally, and tell me what I'm missing. Well, I agree with you a thousand percent that we had this uh, amazing ultra competitive defensive battle for most of the game. And then in the second half, what you saw was just sheer will, just these very talented women uh, w- willing themselves in, in order to earn the roses at the end. What you guys are missing is it goes back to Joey's hometown date on charity season when his family was basically sandbagging him as we covered where they were complaining, Oh, Joey, it doesn't seem like you're being your authentic self. And they even told that to charity and charity very politely said, listen, with all due respect, I think that I'm getting the real Joey and you are getting the Joey that he thinks you want him to be because you put so much undue pressure on him that I don't put on him and seeing Joey break down like this at the start of the episode and feeling so emotional it made me wonder, is the narrative in his mind that I found love where my authentic self for the first time in my life finally came out, despite my family putting pressure on me, despite all the circumstances, my authentic self finally came out and I lost. I came in second. It wasn't good enough. I think what we're seeing is the indelible mark of that, of that fear that he can't be his authentic self because it's not going to be good enough. And I think that's a major, major factor to keep an eye on as we go into the head into the playoffs in the home stretch. Yeah, that checks out. I also want to just make a quick note. Uh, I've had a fever the last couple of days, so I've been kind of uh, <laughs> uh, in a weird haze <laughs> while I was watching the episode last night. And, and even today um, I'm sitting for those of you who can't see the zoom, I'm sitting like a, like a dying Victorian child right now, wrapped up in blankets. So I was going to say, you uh, look like Ebenezer Scrooge in yeah. like a modern day remake. Yeah, not to cop out or anything, but I, 
I realized as you were saying all that, I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. And I think I was watching, like I was like hallucinating at the time I was watching this. So just full <laughs> disclosure, just to let people know if I start. Might have been hog shooing, but I think that's yeah. really important. And I also, I feel like, I hope that Big Bachelor saw this game play out last night and the competitiveness and the referees realize this is the gold you get when you swallow the whistle. And instead of trying to manufacture drama on, on she's too old or I'm old too, or whatever that bullshit was that slogged this thing down for the past couple of weeks, when instead you just leave six ultra talented players to their own devices to just hustle their ass off in pursuit of a lead who, who finally after so many years of duds is, is, is it seems like a prize to be won at this point. Anyway, you get, you get competitive fire, you get tears, you get vulnerability, you get, you get genuine moments like Rachel saying, I've got to tell all you ladies, you're, you're all beautiful and wonderful. And I'm having a hard time not comparing myself to you. That's the good stuff. That's what I want to see out of big bachelor in the post place era. And if they can keep delivering moments like that and games like that, I'm in. Are you, do you think, are they setting something up with the uh, Chekhov's uh, no proposal situation that he was talking about? Like, do you think they're setting up for him to, to be rejected by all four women at the end or all three? That's a good question. It, it, in my mind, it's kind of hard to say. It feels almost like a chicken and the egg thing. Yeah. Because they're setting it up so hard, but it also just seems so the fear just seems so top of mind for Joey. Yeah. And it seems so hard for him to get, even though he's still playing really good games and his stats are good. The the fear and the way that that may be affecting his play seems to be kind of the the crux of the matter in all this. Sure. I Yeah, I don't see them because they set it up with the Christopher Nolan intro and all that. And it like looked like he was going to lose or maybe just get just go home on his own. I think because they've been brought off protesting so much about that, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It seems crazy for them to do it and then also and then stick the landing in that way. Uh, question for you guys. This might be better on Left Unsaid, but I'm just going to shoot it out here and maybe we can answer it over there. Uh, how much money do you think Joey has in his checking account? <laughs> uh, I, I have no idea. I think that's a, that's a good Left Unsaid topic. I'll okay. have to think about it. Okay. Yeah, why, what makes you ask? I think some of his insecurity is also to do with maybe the fact that like some of these women that he's dating now are are so great. I think this is one of the most talented bunches we've seen in years. And I think he might be feeling a little insecure. I don't think if it's just his financial. He's a tennis coach, right? Um he doesn't he's not like a a tech guy. He's not a you know, he's not a finance guy. Um that's an interesting. Thought. And I think that on top of his family stuff, I think he's worried about hometowns. I think he's getting the yips for hometowns. Yeah, and I I certainly think Regardless of whether he's in the red or the black, I th- I think he is shivering at the thought of having another family date that went so poorly for him on charity season. Yeah. In well, terms of the the oh sorry go ahead Zach I was gonna say Daddy uh, just write it into the minutes the uh, uh, Joey's uh, checking account if it's normal. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> I I didn't I mean while he started listing so much uh, left unsaid content that right. I, I felt like he had it, but I'll it's try okay. to remember to. You're the you're the secretary of left on set. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I messed I that up. Right, I'll, I'll try to. Okay, <laughs> so uh, Joey's checking account. Uh, well, I wanted to come back though and talk about um, the initial question about who I thought did the best job because I, I do yeah. have an answer. Um, I, I feel like, you know, again, we have um, six of maybe the best 
This might be the toughest top six we've had in a very, very long time. Possibly, Maybe since we've yeah. been covering the show. Um, but I'm going to give this one just like Joey. I'm going to give this one to Jen because, again, mm. the piano play, um, absolutely devious to, oh, okay, I'm going to teach Joey something. But very rarely do you teach that person something in front of the other women. Right, you know, yeah. Does such an offensive play become a defensive play? Um, in such a romantic setting as well, um, you're getting your smooches in. The other women are they're, they're, they're left to talking about the weather for Pete's sake. They, they, they're so befuddled. But here's the real thing. That was one great play. But Jen, again, top to bottom, you know, Zach is talking about, uh, and, and I agree, the early part of the date being such a slog. But mm. her poutine play, Jen was feeling none of that. She was no. going, I'm, I'm going to do chocolate in my poutine. I'm going to, and yeah, is am I going to make a disgusting concoction that's going to offend all of Canada? Yes. But am I going to make Joey laugh in the process? Absolutely. And that's what we're playing for here. This was Jen's week. Yeah, we can all agree on that. It felt like, now that you're bringing it up, Duddy, I, I really, going back through the tape, I'm like, yeah, she kind of had a perfect, perfect week for someone not on a one-on-one. Yeah, I mean, poutine ingredients aside, the, she was matchful in this date. I love the piano move, too. I'm going to break it down even more when we get to, to steal the night and talk about what a masterful defensive play that was. And what's really encouraging about that, if you're in Jim, Jen's camp and you think she might go the distance, is that that brilliant piano move, it came after she had already won a group date rose from the night before. Mm. So talk about somebody not resting on their laurels. Right. And and because the tendency when you get a group day rose, the tendency is to sit back and relax because you're you're smooth sailing until the next round. But she kept her foot on the gas pedal and she kept competing, which is great to see. It it seems to me with the emotion so high that there were three distinct paths that the players were taking. You, You had the fun, loving, playful route like Daisy did with the foot rubbing or Jen with the piano. Uh, Maria continued to build really fun rapport with Joey that seems to be unique and powerful at this point. You could go the route of, of validating him like Rachel did beautifully and, and Caitlin did as well before she got eliminated. Or you could kind of mirror Joey and admit that you're having a hard time like the Kelsey's did. And all those are valuable, valuable plays, totally viable. Some great stuff came from them. Jen, as we said, got the rose w- was fantastic uh, Daisy remained number one in the AP polls for, I think, the fourth straight week. Rachel saved her season and got that 11th hour rose. Kelsey T and Maria were both fantastic in, in their one-on-ones. But in my opinion, Kelsey A was the, the one who moved forward the most or who, who, who navigated the emotions the best anyway. Because by being vulnerable, she pulled off that magic trick of dropping a falling in love bomb without it seem, seeming like she was running a play. Jen dropped a falling in love bomb too, but she, it was like, so I just, I want to tell you I'm falling in love with you. And when she did it, you, you could see like, oh, okay, she, she drew this up before she got out there. And, and it worked. Joey was really excited about it. But when Kelsey dropped it on the heels of crying and being vulnerable and, and admitting that she was having a hard time and feeling like she was in the background. That was so authentic. And the moment was so kinetic that I think she's number two in the AP polls this week. 
And even if Lexi were still there, I think she would have leapfrogged her for number two anyway. Mm. I can see that. I, I want to know how you guys feel about, uh, speaking of the L-bombs, we're starting to get L-bomb territory here this week. Um, what did you guys think of Maria's Duolingo move? Having him say it. I loved it. Forcing Brilliant. him to say yeah. it. Yeah, I thought that was really that was really solid play. There's got to be. There's no way he doesn't know what that means. But the fact that he said it twice, good move. Well, you know he is Italian, not French. So, yeah, <laughs> but you know, I feel like everyone knows what J10 means. It means I love you. Yeah, study. Right. That and when she almost tricked him into saying, "I, I want to sleep with you." Yeah. That, so that that doesn't. That doesn't count on the L bomb statistics, but when he whispered afterward, when he was like, "I would have said yes to that if I knew," that is a very valuable commodity. That might be yeah. the most valued commodity that any player has right now. Right, she's gotten the go ahead already. Yeah, know? she's already got a, her fantasy suite key. Almost. She she's been absolutely electric. She's I mean, crazy. the entire yeah. season. She's and, crazy. Good. You know, finally she gets the one on one, and yeah, it was it was everything we would have certainly. You know, you you watch the show. And, you know, I'd say the biggest knock on The Bachelor is you never get to see enough of the the player's personality shine through mm-hmm. um, because of the editing. But Maria, all, like, you know, editing be damned, finds a way to leave her mark um, every time. And, and, and this one even more so. So, um, yeah, it was it was a very interesting episode for sure. It's. It's the type of thing that you'd want to see more of, I'd say. Definitely. A, a ton of electric play out there. Lexi had been electric last week when she got a one-on-one, but this week gave us a shocking but perhaps inevitable development uh, with Lexi I last week's number two in the AP polls, telling Joey she can't go on anymore. Guys, what does this stunning Lexit mean for the playoff picture going forward? Well, I mean, I think you kind of hinted at it that Lexi might have potentially been number two in the polls had she not left. So that that pretty much makes room for everyone not named Daisy to to move up mm-hmm. right. and be in striking distance. Um, and even, even it gives Daisy kind of like some breathing room a little bit because I do not think Daisy's position is cemented as some other front runners we've had in the past. By any means, I feel like the the field is so strong to think that we are six players deep of like legitimate, legitimate contenders for the yeah. title. Yeah. And it could have been seven. Um, it, it blows my mind at the field. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't have said that about Daisy until this week. I thought she was clearly in the front. Um, when I was watching this episode, I, w- I was telling my go like this is. This is the this is the champ right here. Just so you know, um, she hasn't really been following this season. I said that's winter work and chicken, winter work and chicken dinner. I'm pretty sure. And then as the episode went on, she's like, "Is she the front runner?" And I was like, "Oh, Joey will give her his first rose." Like yada yada, you know, she'll she'll be okay. And she was okay, but man, she got they really gave her a run for her money this week, especially Maria. There's depending on how the wind's blowing in hometowns, I I almost couldn't tell you. If if Daisy has a great, really a plus family. Um, I think she'll be okay, but if hometowns are, are sketchy, and also next week, I know Bachelor Fan Take and some of the uh, the preview tea leaf readers were noticing how Daisy wasn't in the rose ceremony. 
and uh, I think she may be getting mm. another one-on-one, but maybe not succeeding. Um, there's some some guacamole about that. I hope not. I think if she gets through these next two weeks, she's still a champion in my book. But uh, yeah, it's really been a shakeup of a week. Yeah, there's a a somewhat disconcerting clip that we got in the trailer of Daisy withholding the L bomb and kind of making a point of doing so. That combined with the fact that there's just so much talent in this field and just about everyone's playing at the top of their game right now. There really is no such thing as a lock at this point. I still think I would be shocked if Daisy's not in the final four. I do think she's going to be in the finals. In my opinion, Kelsey is not too far behind her. Another near lock for the final four. But in terms of those two remaining spots, the remaining four women, they're all talented enough to grab one of them. They all have the bacon and the one-on-one time to back up their talent at this point. They all have the signature wins on their resume now. And all of them are just one game of their life away from from securing it and from cutting down the nets for the final four. It it really, in terms of who gets those last two spots there, it's really anyone's ballgame right now. Yeah, I so just out of curiosity, your top three rankings. I'll tell you mine, and then you guys tell me yours. It's, sure. I got Daisy, Maria, and Jen are my top three right now. Okay, um, I've got Daisy kind of begrudgingly. Honestly, I I wish Daisy were not part of this competition because then wow. I think you can make a case for any combination of the remaining five women. Yeah. Um, and I think it'd be a lot of fun, but I do think Daisy is number one, even though she's not even like she's number one, but she's not even my favorite player in this. Um, but she's number one. Uh, I would say Kelsey, I'd say Jen's my number two and then Kelsey's my number three. Interesting. Kelsey a no Maria. Okay. I would have thought you, you were really hot on Maria. I love Maria. I love, I love how she plays the game. Um, I think, I think she's too spicy for Joey. I think if if we're, you know, if we're talking prediction markets, I I don't think she makes the top three. If we're talking power rankings, um, then yeah, maybe she's in my four spot. So in the AP polls that came out Tuesday morning, their top three is Daisy, Kelsey A, and then Jen. My top three is Daisy, Kelsey A, and then I've actually got Maria in that third spot there. And I think Maria was the biggest benefactor in this Lexi exit and and, and the shakeup. Um, you got this player who goes from being on the ropes and getting dragged into a, a two-on-one to crushing this pretty woman date and doing almost everything right and just and building this rapport with Joe or continuing to build this rapport with Joey that's so fun that Joey seems to love and and that jumps off the screen in terms of the one-on-ones last night, Kelsey T was, was very good. I think Maria was even better. I think she was more dynamic and she's also got the advantage of her one-on-one success having come this week. Now it's more recent than Rachel's success and way more recent than Jen's success back in week two. Mm. Yeah. The recency does help her rankings for sure. Yeah, she's got um, momentum. And man, it's so hard to sleep on on Kelsey T because she's another one where I could totally see her sneak into the top three. Yeah. It's hard to, to sleep on Rachel, who is just an absolutely incredible player. 
Um, I think we're yeah, like like I said, it, you can make a case for anyone. It's gonna be a down. It's gonna come down to schedule, right? It's gonna come down to who gets these next couple one on ones, uh, and who gets the hometown. Uh, what what order we got our hometowns in? I think is what it is, because yeah, you know, like you said, pretty much everyone is even Steven in this in this field right now, and it's just coming down to those acts of God. Yeah, you you can't sleep on any of these six players at this point, and maybe if you play fantasy, you've been losing sleep trying to figure out. Which of these six very talented women should I be using for my three slots in my fantasy lineup? Well, as always, we've got your back with some advice. Here's the talented Miss Rose, Max Singer, with your Fantasy Minute. Here he comes now, but my Max Singer, he's a fantasy pro. Gonna tell you who's playing for the ring, for the rose, or for the road. And he's got those hot takes and inside scoop that you're gonna need. So Max Singer, who do you like this week in fantasy? Inching ever closer to playoff season with Jasper Alberta on the horizon. A good week sends you to hometowns. A bad week leaves you stuck in the Canadian Rockies. Welcome back to the Fantasy Minute. Two spots in your lineup this week with what I'm assuming will be four hometown roses on the line. Need help deciding? Let's begin. I love Daisy. Foot rubs are not delivering game-changing points in the Batch Live app, but I do like Daisy as a lineup pick this week. It's been a while since her one-on-one, and I feel like she's someone who could command serious screen time to see if she makes it to hometowns. I hate Rachel. She has a good connection with Joey, but I'm still waiting for that highlight real moment to figure out if she's a dark horse candidate. I feel like there's bigger personalities who are worthy of the two spots in your lineup to help you rack up points. And finally, I love Kelsey. A. This is a connection that has come on real strong in the past few weeks, and she was one of the few who I felt really found a way to stand out in an otherwise barely organized group date. I feel confident on her heading to hometowns, and I can see her having a good week. Be sure to set your lineups in the Batch Live app, and I'll see you all in Western Canada next week. As always, I'm the talented Mr. Rose, and this has been your Fantasy Minute. Thank you, Max. This week's Fantasy Minute brought to you, as always, by the Batch Live app. Think you have what it takes to out-fantasy your favorite Batcher's own pundits? Download the Batch Live app on your smartphone and join our exclusive fantasy league for free today. We're going to take a quick break. More Batcher's own coming up right after this. 2024 is here, and it's in full swing. And that means it's time for a New Year's resolution check-in with our good friends over at Manscaped. And newsflash, it's never too late for the man in your life to level up his grooming game. Manscaped's new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look great, feel great, and turn the page on confidence this year. So whether he's going for a trim or that clean shaven look, this trimmer's gonna got this trimmer has him covered. He tried to say, trusted by over 10 million men worldwide. Now is his time to get a grip on his grooming with our exclusive offer by going to manscaped.com and using our special code Zone Three. That's Z-O-N-E and the number three for 20% off and free shipping. Maybe the ball's dropped, but don't let him drop the ball on his balls. Guys, uh, something I, I wanted to ask you about. Mm-hmm. Um, how are your balls doing? Hanging in there. Wally? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah hanging, hanging at a good height. Yeah. Looking good. Yeah, I'll I tell just, you. I got back from uh, a really sweaty place uh, recently. And, yeah? Uh, uh, I like the fact that this uh, these trimmers we got don't give me a lot of ingrown hairs. It's a nice change of pace. Yes, uh, that is true. Mm. And what I also like is that these trimmers, the Manscapes fifth generation lawnmower, is not just a trimmer. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's uh, it's equipped with two skin safe blade heads, 
a standard one for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires, or his heart, if you are in the gifting sort of mood. Mm. I'll tell you another thing. Um, Having one of these Manscaped blades, it's like having a personal stylist at your fingertips, or, well, wherever you need it. And did we mention (laughs) it's waterproof? Wow. Because a trim in the shower is the only way to start the day. Mm-hmm. Anything you'd like to add? Yeah, when I figured that out, that was really a game changer for me. Uh, the fact that I uh, could do it in the shower and just not have to worry about cleanup. Uh, well said, Duddy. Uh, get 20% you. off and free shipping with the code ZONE3 at manscaped.com. Coming up next, we're going to be talking all things SWATS, deflections, box outs, and down hard, gritty defense. It's Steal of the Night. This is the Steal of the Night. Steal of the Night brought to you this week by Dramamine. Obey your thirst. So as we talked about, great defensive battle this week, particularly in the first half. A lot of great ultra-competitive defensive play out there. Zach, I'll let you kick things off here. Who gets your steal tonight for this crucial week six? I think it's got to go to Jen for not just her uh, piano playing skills, but also the, uh, the just the group date in general. She was just up in the front the entire time. So many of those girls were getting left in the dust, um, just falling back a bunch. Uh, the fact that she mixed sriracha, pineapple, and chocolate on top of what looked like sweet potato fries uh, and, and somehow got away with a win with that. I, I don't know who else can, can really pull that off. She, she really burned a ton of clock in her favor. And yeah, it was just great to see. DA, you mentioned earlier how you love the piano play. Is it worthy of the highest defensive honor in all of the BCU? Yeah, it absolutely is. But because we talked about it and because I'm sure you'll talk about it more, I'd like to give an honorable mention um, to Jesse Palmer. who managed to secure his favorite poutine place so much so there was a picture of him on the wall. (laughs) I didn't notice that. I don't know if you guys spotted that. Like like the Joker leaving a calling card. Mm. Uh, Jesse, in his steal, left a picture of his face just so everyone knows that this, yes, is indeed his favorite poutine place and that he actually does have a little bit of pull. Oh, yeah. With the other Bachelor producers, it turns out, after all. I think uh, Jesse Palmer is one of the <laughs> sort of cultural icons of Montreal at this point. He's like the Andy Warhol. He's like the Andy Warhol of New York in the 70s, but Montreal in the late 20s. Um, Yeah, that's a good one, Duddy. And I and I love the idea that in the same way that if, if you're a pizza place in New York, you want a picture of Chas Palmateri on your wall. Oh yeah, the more the more faded the better. But in the poutine scene in Canada, you need that faded picture of Jesse Palmer up right. there. It's either and Celine. Know that it's going to be good. Celine Dion or Jesse Palmer. That's the only ones you can go with. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I want to start with an honorable mention as well. Because speaking of Montreal, the the seamless teamwork by the locals on the scavenger hunt. That was just, they were a well-oiled machine out there. I, I got to give them an A for effort. Uh, but my vote for this week, it's got to go to Jen with this piano play, the audacity of playing with Joey while forcing the other women to watch and see, and going into it. A with this ace up your sleeve, having this trick in your back pocket and saving it to this point, and also recognizing that this was the time to use it based on the placement of the, the baby grand piano in the room and recognizing, okay, if I play piano with Joey over there, 
the women have two choices. They either leave the room and look like a poor sport or they sit where they are and they observe and with their own two eyes, watch me dominate and have this very cute and intimate moment with Joey where our chemistry is jumping off the charts. Uh, so fantastic, brilliant play on her part. And I, I, I don't know what the award is for this, but I, I feel like I've got to give her extra credit for, she said that she studied abroad in France as a college student. And the one phrase she learned was not, hello, it was not, how are you doing? It's not, where's the local grocery store? It was, I'm not wearing any, un any underwear. Of all the phrases that she could have learned in French, that was the phrase she learned. And that to me is, that's gravy or as, as the Montrealians put it, delicious brown sauce. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's a champ. It's really, really cool to see. No, she, so, yeah, she absolutely crushed it. Um, man, again, like, I, I hope, I hope she wins. I really hope she wins because her play is is my favorite. You know, I, I just love the way she approaches the game. Um, I feel like Daisy has some inherent advantages when it comes to, uh, you know, this, like, uh, you know, to, to a Bachelor, to an ABC-led franchise. But I feel like Jen's playing the game like, uh, you know, she, she's really going out and slinging it. Yeah, it remains to be seen if she's going to win it all. But for tonight, going away in a clean sweep, bad poutine and all, she wins, steal the night. It was a great night for her, but not a great night for everybody. Not everyone handled the pressure and all the emotions very well. We're going to talk about that next as we hand up the keys to the city that nobody wants to go to in Mayor of Choketown. Mayor of Choketown brought to you this week by Feist. One, two, three, four. Tell me that you love me more. Gonna, gonna get up and get down. All right, a lot of great play out there, <laughs> but not everyone had a great week. DA, I'll start with you. Who gets your keys to the city of Choketown in this crucial week six? It's You're going to hate to hear me say it, but uh, I, I feel like Lexi, by virtue of being number two in the AP polls, presumably would have been and self-eliminating has to be mayor of Choketown. Mm. Granted, you know, Jess also self-eliminated. Um, Caitlin got the boot. Leah, you know, has been choking all season. But Lexi was furthest along in the AP polls for sure and made it known that she, it was either now or never, uh, for her to have a child. And again, you know, um, her, her illness, her, her, you know, uh, I have full of sympathy, but if you mean to tell me that you need to have killed, you need to have children now and not three weeks from now when the show could wrap up. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, you can't, I, you want to know the quickest way for her to get married and have a child mm. competitive speed dating <laughs> yes. become the bachelorette. Yeah. Stay on for one more week. Become the bachelorette. Yes. And you'll get married by next 
by next fall. If She's I, in the perfect yeah. arena for her situation. Yes. Yeah. I know a lot of people with endometriosis. Uh, it's a terrible disease that's super uncomfortable and awful. Uh, and I, you know, women's fertility issues is so is so serious and complex. That said, if I was like her fertility doctor, I'd be like, yeah, stay on the show, get 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 pregnant. You know, like if you do have a, a strict timeline, you're not going to go faster without them. You know. Maybe we're being callous, but yeah, I I think uh, I think you're right there, Daddy. No, and I, and I mean this isn't to make light of of her situation. Um, I I understand her thought process, and and I respect the decision that she made. But it does it gives me pause that she made the decision when Joey said, "Here's my timeline," but if it's the right person, I I'm I could negotiate and I'm mm-hmm. flexible on it. When he said that, and even still, she eliminated as the number two in the AP polls in a perfect position to make a relationship happen fast. It all seems pretty odd. Yeah. And kind of key worthy to the city of Choketown. Mm. Zach, how about you? Who you got for uh, mayor Choketown this week? Who gets your key? Giving it to Jesse Palmer for speaking so much French. Uh, I thought he, the, he kind of planned it to have this hometown game so that he could show off his French skills. Uh, it's something the guy, you know, harps on a lot. I don't know, man. It just seemed unnecessary. I get it. We get it. You're French Canadian. It's good stuff. You know, felt a little poo bell to me, if you know what I mean. Okay, he's showing off a little too much for your taste. A little bit. Just a little too much. A little too much mustard on the on the hot dog. <laughs> Last week we also gave poutine. it to Leia in a in a Just clean poutine sweep. in general. What's that? Put the dish poutine. I'm giving the dish poutine marrow choke down. Those cheeseburgers are are nasty. Yep. Oh, I love poutine. Come at me, Canada. Those I also love those poutine. I'm, I'm gonna come at you. That's I'm, I'm booking a flight right now. That's that's, that's blasphemous. Yeah, what don't you Poutine's like? About delicious. It? It's, yeah. It's squeaky cheese. I mean, it's French fry. You're just like it's hard to fuck up French fries, right? There's lots of culinary people around the world who have lots of different cultures have thrown things on French fries, and somehow they just found like the lamest kind of cheese to throw on there. And gravy? Come on. It's like it's gravy. like animal style fries, but better. Yes, it's three wonderful things coming together in this this beautiful marriage. Uh. I mean, if there were three great things, Beautiful <laughs> yeah, I mean, animal, animal style fries would be a good comparison if the the ingredients on top of it, instead of being delicious secret sauce, cheese and grilled onions was uh, not just the most disgusting gravy you ever had in your life and some cheese that squeaks and is like weird texture. All right. Well, come at me. I'm sorry, tempted Canada. To get... I'm tempted to go. <laughs> we enjoyed having you be listeners to our podcast, but. <laughs> You know, we're spin free here. So, Zach, I'm glad you shared your truth. Yep. Zach, I'm tempted to give you Mayor Choke down for that Do just subjectively wrong analysis <laughs> from on the culinary side. Uh-huh. I'm also obje- uh, I'm tempted to give it to our, our clean sleep sweep winner last week, uh, Leia, uh-huh. who this week she said, I'm looking forward to chugging a gallon of maple syrup. I'd love to ride a moose while I'm here. And then when Jen was playing the piano with Joey and the women were sitting there awkwardly, Leia looked around and she said, so how's the weather? And she said that to women she was not just in the same region with, but in the same room with. And she asked them how the weather was. Uh, This is a player who was not focused and clearly just did not belong in the competitive field anymore. But my official vote, I'm going to have to go with Jess because she made the rookie mistake of swinging at the high heat and saying that you're falling in love without having a one-on-one and not only never having a one-on-one date to your name, but not even really having all that much clout up to this point. Yeah. Anyone 
who does the pull aside at this point in the competition with hometowns just around the corner without a one-on-one to your name, if you make that move that Jess made, you, you might as well call the SUV of death first to, to come pick you up because that is an automatic elimination on the spot on site. I, I do think she'll get another chance in paradise, but she's going to have to play way better than that. Or the beach is going to run her the way that this, that this date ran her. Hmm. So we've got a three-way tie here for mayor Chokedown. Let us know what you think. Get at us on Instagram. Who do you think should walk away to the keys to the city with the keys to the city of Chokedown? Can't wait to hear your thoughts, but first let's look ahead. Uh, the future of this competition final four, is just a couple weeks away. The AP polls are out. They are so close. Let's get into them. Who's thriving? Who's merely surviving? And who's driving down the 710 to Pasadena? It's time for Ring Rosa Road. Ring Rosa Road this week brought to you by Coolio. One, two, three, four. Get your woman on the floor. So AP top six are out. Kelsey T, the one-on-one recipient of, of this past week, she comes in at number six, but a very strong number six. Zach, what do you make of Kelsey T's performance? Does she got a, Does she have a shot here? Is she playing for the Ring the Rose of the Road? I might. This might be a historic segment for us guys because I'm gonna say to her, she's playing for the ring. Wow, I think she's 100 playing for the ring. Um, she's great. It's hard to judge her against these other people because I think she's a she's a five-tool player. That really has everything going for her. Um, she handled the Joey's being a dizzy, a dizzy bitch, which I I, would, I totally understand. I'm a dizzy bitch too. Like I can't do the teacups, um, so I, I felt for the man. But the way she handled that with the plum was great. I, I think she can play for the ring. Yeah, she's got a fantastic personality and she wields it well. I have a hard time envisioning. So to get to the final four, she's gonna ha- she would have to surpass two out of the three of Rachel, Maria, and Jen. If you're going along with the AP polls, that's that is a really tall order. I'm not sure she's going to be able to do it. I don't know if Joey is the one for her, but sneakily, I think she might have gotten a bachelorette at it last night. Wow. After that date, you know, you you got this incredibly charming woman, uh, beautiful, beautiful, a million watt smile, uh, former Jehovah's Witness, who's now an actor in L.A. so, So local. Uh, just a, a short trip away from the Calabasas mansion. Uh, I, I I think there's a, a not so small shot that she ends up being our next bachelorette. I wasn't sure what that was. I, I couldn't tell if that was acting voice or, you know, where she felt like she was whispering every bit of her sob story. And mm. uh, there was so much gravitas to it. Maybe that's what it was. It was just the bachelorette edit. And I just didn't fully understand, mm. but um. No, I wouldn't mind her as a bachelorette. I think she'd do a good job. Um, we'll see if if she plays well enough next week, even in in elimination, I think she could make her case for bachelorette. I will say that right now, I I wouldn't. She would not be the one I'd pick, or I, I wouldn't be feeling it. But again, um, you're considering it, right? After I'm that? considering it. Yeah, no, she she had a good one on one. She had a good night. Rose for me. Yeah, it seemed like maybe she was uh, she took Rachel Reckia's masterclass on whispering. Speaking of Rachel's, uh, we've got this year's Rachel at number five in the polls. D.A. Ring Rosa Road. Man, again, I want to give her the ring. Um, I think she plays the game so well. Um, I think 
you know, she she did a good job diffusing or calling out, you know, kind of the the reality of, of Jen's piano play in in her uh, cocktail one on one session with Joey. Um, but I, I think that this is, you know, you've got five studs here and um, I think she might be the one, you know, the one slightly lagging behind. Um, so I'm going to give her the rose, uh, but I, I'd love, I'd love to see her break through into the final four. I think she might, I think that fourth slot she could have, but I, I don't see her getting into the fantasy suites. I'm giving her a strong rose too. She has had a hard time moving up in the AP polls and kind of getting over that fourth, fifth place spot hurdle. Part of that might be by design because this is a player more than anyone else who has paced herself extremely well. She didn't reveal a ton in her sob story. Uh, her conversations are, are Joey centric, which I think is a shrewd move on her part. And it's based on the way that she's paced herself. She's got a lot of gas in the tank. And if she puts her foot on the gas, she could be really dangerous in these past couple of weeks. But I do think the big move for her needs to come soon. Number four, we've got Maria moves up from number seven in the polls this week on the heels of the pretty woman clutch performance. Zach, Ring Rosa Road for Maria. She's playing for the ring. I think this is maybe the best example of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl offense uh, that we've ever seen. She's got Joey completely wrapped around her finger with her just like chaos energy and saying that's what she said and no, you're stupid. All that, all that stuff. Um, she's so quirky. She's so damn quirky and, and it's just gonna, it's just gonna get worse slash better as these weeks progress and we get more time one-on-one with her and Joey. Uh, I think she, she, it's her game to lose at this point. Uh, I don't know if it's her game to lose. I do agree with you, Zach, that she's running the Manic Pixie Dream Girl to a T. I mean, her outfits are the quirkiest. Mm. The the Jetem bombs, you know, what a move to, you know, go go bilingual. Um, she was in our home turf, absolutely, you know, playing like like you know, Canada was wide open, but it, she looked like Drew Brees in a dome. Um absolutely fantastic. That said, I still get a sense I, I'm not as high i'm i'm super high on maria the player i'm not as high on the matchup i think as you guys are between Mm. maria and joey i Mm. feel like she just is a little bit too spicy for him and i feel like he might you know yes joey he's not the 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 cup of mayo that ari was and you know ari was looking for the most generic women I think Joey's a little bit more than that, but we got to remember this is still a bachelor lead, right? Right. And they don't do well with quirky or manic. That's always, you know, a a top four, top three finisher. I think Maria is destined to be the same way. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely riding a ton of momentum right now after a couple weeks where she got a really tough whistle. It seemed like, the referees and the BCU gods kind of even things out a little bit and, and worked a little bit of magic in her favor, giving her the pretty woman card and giving her the one-on-one date. And I, I mean, I, I hesitate to call it a, a home game cause it's, it's several hours from where she grew up, 
Montreal several hours from where she grew up. It'd be like sure. me calling Cleveland a home game, but, um, but, it, but it is Canada. She is back in, back in her homeland. And I do think that helped her a lot. She seems really comfortable, really happy playing the game. I also, I find it really interesting too, that in seasons past, particularly with the women, the cream of the crop kind of gravitate toward each other in the clubhouse and hang out together in between games. For example, last yeah. season, you saw Katie Bigger and Gabby spending a lot of time together as they recognized that they were kind of the, the top two horses in the race. When Lexi left the competition last night, the two women that she chose to say goodbye to were Daisy, number one in the polls, and the second one was Maria. So she recognizes that this is a big fish in a big pond right now, and I think Joey does too. Your, your point's well taken, DA, that even though she is – she's such a fun player to watch. Is she a little bit too hot of a pistol for this particular lead though? That's, that's a million dollar question that we're going to, we're eventually going to get an answer to. Um, I'm interested to see how Joey feels about that at this point. Number three, uh, Jen wins a group date. Rose looking really strong out there. DA, can she keep it going? Ring Rose the road. This is the most ring performance I've seen out of her. Uh, Absolutely. Um, I'm pulling for her. She won me over. Um, yeah, just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And as I said, I love that she makes this piano gal move after already having a rose in her back pocket for the week. And I like even more the fact that we see in this trailer that they, they have some sort of lumberback lumberjack date in Alberta. And she is stealing a trip to the smoocheria with Joey right in front of Rachel and right in front of Maria who are just behind her in the pool. So I love that she's not resting. It seems like she still has her foot on the gas and still has plenty of gas left in the tank for the home stretch here. Number two is Kelsey a, uh, the highest that she's ever been in the polls. Zach, can she stay there? Ring Rosa road. Yeah. She's playing for the ring. Uh, I'm going to go hat trick on this one. I think all these women are playing for the ring. I think this is the one time that we've seen a wild card weekend this strong. I think next week is going to be a battle for the ages. And uh, it's hard for me to even say who is who doesn't have what it takes because I think they all do. Um, Kelsey A, it's good vibes. Uh, I just think it's a matter of if she doesn't get time with Joey, he might because there's just so many other stronger players. Like He's not going to give up a Jen for a Kelsey A. He's not going to give up a Maria for a Kelsey A or a Daisy, right? Um, so she's going to have to make some moves. But... I think it's totally within her power. Yeah, Kelsey A, she just, she scores so easily, makes the games look so easy, scores in a variety of ways. One of these players where I, I would be, I'll eat my hat if she's not in the final four. And honestly, I would be a little surprised if she's not in the finals, definitely playing at a ring level right now. And finally, number one on the day in the AP polls, once again, Daisy remains there on top. DA, you said she's not your favorite player to watch, but do you think she's the favorite player in Joey's eye? Yeah, I think she is. And, and, you know, I say she's not my favorite player to watch, but I, I only say that because the field is so strong. I mean, she is fun to watch. Don't get me, don't get my words twisted. She's a fantastic, she, she plays the game well. Um, she's a fantastic role model for, you know, all the speed daters at home looking to learn the game. Uh, I mean, off the bat, you know, like she still gets a first steal of the night, mm -hmm. you know? The one-on-one -on -one time with Joey, she still gets her looks in. She still gets her feet rubbed. I mean, 
she she is still playing at a masterful level. It's still a ring performance. You know, she's done. And that's almost the problem here is that if she put in anything less than a ring performance, uh, this might be a serious race. But right now, uh, she's still about, you know, a league ahead. Yeah, this is a player to me who has every single play, every single angle covered and just has the goods on Joey. She appeals to his sensitive side. She appeals to his humorous side. She uh, appeals to his sex appeal side. She knows exactly which avenue to go, which angle to work, and which play to call at every single moment. And I agree with you, DA, that she is just one moment of doubt or one bad game away from having the crown taken off her head. But she just doesn't miss, and she just hasn't missed so far. You you have to play mistake-free if you want to catch up to Daisy at this point. And, Zach, you said this about Maria. To me, Daisy's actually the player who controls her own destiny at this point. If she wants Joey and keeps playing at this level, it's going to be really hard to stop. That at, as of this point right now, continually week after week playing for a ring, just like our wonderful fans. Thank you so much for checking us out every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anywhere you get your podcasts, we're right there waiting for you. And we love it so much when you join. Thanks for rating us, reviewing us, telling your friends about us, spreading the word. It helps us become a better show, a better podcast. And uh, the way that we've grown, we, we all owe it all to you. Uh, very special thanks to our beloved patrons over at Patreon.com. We've got a stacked one tonight, a lot on the agenda. Great time to join. Uh, over on our Patreon, you can catch Left Unsaid, where we're going to get into all the hot topics that we don't have a chance to cover here. So that's Patreon.com backslash the batcher zone we've got a tiebreaker mayor choke down this week which means we need your help breaking the tie you can help us do that on social media our uh handle for tiktok and instagram is at batcher zone pod we also we love hearing from you the old-fashioned way too by email that is uh the batcher zone podcast at gmail.com get at us anytime we'd love hearing from you and we love getting back to you for uh the batch live app this week there there was a technical glitch where the scores got a little mixed messed up so uh we're working with batch live to fix that we'll get some top five results for you next week we're also uh we'll get you some coverage next week from jasper canada one game left before hometowns the competition is incredible at this point everyone's playing at such a high level it's going to be a lot of fun to watch we can't wait to have you join us for that until then for zachary pike and daniel a duddy i'm michael wally and this is the bachelor zone